I recently asked my youngest son to recount a time when I, his man of faith, church-leaning dad, was anxious. Surely he couldn't remember anything. He quickly responded, and this is what he wrote. Many years ago, when I was much younger, we visited Alton Towers as a family, and naturally we all adopted our traditional roles in the group. Dad took up his role of alpha male, wanting to go on all the big rides. Sam and I were ready to go wherever he went and try everything. And mum, as usual, was content to stay with the bags as we ran around like headless chickens and we loved her for it. On this trip, we headed to the Forbidden Valley, the classic route. And our first ride was to be on Nemesis. My dad had spoken of this ride as the best ride in the world since we were young children. And we loved the experience. It was fast, whipped you round, was a true thrill. And as we exited the ride, we looked around for mum. No sign. So we began to look a bit more intently. But still there was nowhere that she was seen. Her, our bags, Gone. No phone to call her with. No idea where she was. And the longer we searched, the more dad's tone of voice changed and anxiety rose. What started as a calm reassurance soon became slight panic. And before we knew it, we had arrived at certain death. The search took a sinister turn as it neared the hour mark, as instead of looking in the public areas nearby, Dad began checking behind bushes and walls for the inevitably dismembered corpse of our mother. His shouts became louder and the word, Susan, will be forever imprinted in our minds. In desperation, we decided to check other areas of the park. And after a very short walk, we saw her sat on a bench, holding the bags, and smiling at her darling family. She wasn't dead, or kidnapped, or behind a bush or a wall. She was oblivious to our search and completely content. The anxiety had been fruitless. I could tell you how my dad had responded when he realized that mum had wandered off for a comfier seat. But on this occasion, what happened in the family stays in the family. Everyone has feelings of anxiety at some point in their life. You might feel worried and anxious about sitting an exam or having a medical test or a job interview or the state of the world right now. During times like this, feeling anxious can be perfectly normal, but sometimes we find it hard to control our worries. Our feelings of anxiety are more constant and they can affect our daily lives. The NHS website says this, that anxiety is the main symptom of several conditions, including panic disorder, phobias such as agoraphobia or claustrophobia, post-traumatic stress disorder, social anxiety disorder. In fact, it goes on to say that GAD, generalized anxiety disorder, is a long-term condition that causes you to feel anxious about a wide range of situations rather than one specific event. People can feel anxious most days and often struggle to remember the last time they felt relaxed. Because as soon as one anxious thought is resolved, another may appear for a different reason. And it can cause psychological and physical symptoms in people's lives. 
These vary, it says, from person to person, but include feeling restless, worried, having trouble concentrating or sleeping, dizziness, heart palpitations. And the exact cause of this is not fully understood. But often they say it's a combination of several factors. Overactivity in areas of the brain involved in emotions and behaviour. An imbalance of the brain chemicals, which are involved in the control and regulation of mood. The genes you inherit from your parents. Having a history of stressful or traumatic experiences. Having a painful long-term health condition. Having a history of drug or alcohol misuse. The reality is that many people have anxiety in their lives for no apparent reason. And anxiety impacts a significant percentage of the UK population. And today in our world, anxiety is pandemic. And probably all of us in the last few days have had moments of worry and anxiety as we look at this pandemic. And in our series from the book of Philippians, we come to some verses that can change your life today. I want to invite you for a few moments to take a journey with me into the Bible and let the scriptures impact your life. In chapter four of Philippians, verse six and seven, we read this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's never God's heart for you to be anxious. Do not be anxious. Without condemnation, it's a command. Do not be anxious. Jesus himself said this in Matthew's gospel. Do not worry about your life. I'm telling you, can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your life? Are you anxious and worried right now? I believe that tests on the Christian pilgrimage are real. Suffering is part of the journey. We don't always have the answers. Jesus never said life would be easy and we will face concerns and walk through trials. But it's never God's heart for you to be anxious. And in the middle of anxiety and worry, he has an alternative plan for you. I think the verses say that there's a way to live without anxiety. Do not be anxious, but in every situation. With his help, you can do everything he asks you to do. Sometimes I find that the Bible invites me to do the impossible. And yes, it's exciting, but sometimes God's plans seem illogical. And many of the Bible truths impact us and challenge us. Forgive those who wound you. Let him defend your honour and don't fight for yourselves. You'll do even greater things than you see in the Gospels. Don't be anxious about anything. How can these be right? But they are when you walk with Jesus. It's possible to worry less and live without anxiety. It's possible to find trust beyond the natural, but only with him. So how do we see less anxiety in our lives? And the passage for me keeps it simple. Firstly, be a grateful person. Paul writes, with thanksgiving. Keep being grateful, whatever happens. 
You are blessed. You are loved. You are precious to the father who created you. We can get entitled and feel we deserve better. We can get very selfish and self-centered. And if we're honest, we can get short-sighted and forget other people's situations. And we can complain and moan. The other day, Susan and I went in a well-known coffee chain. We were about an hour and a half away from six degrees. It was too far to come back. So we went in that one with regret. And I asked for something because this chain offers you cream in your coffee. And I get very excited about it. We have the filter coffee there because it's nice and cream. And I was watching this man prepare my coffee. And he put the coffee in and then he poured some cream in and obviously had a look at it got himself a, a spoon or a, a stick and began to try and stir it in. And a lady who should have known better came alongside him and she said, Ugh, what's that? And I'm watching thinking, that's my coffee you created. And he stirred it in, gave it another look, popped the lid on, turned around and said, here you are, sir. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Took it in the car. And I think it was just turning. Oh, just that little taste. You really can complain and moan about anything. I decided I'd drink it, partly because we were two miles down the road on the A1 and it was really difficult to get off and come back. But we enjoyed the coffee together. Susan had had milk. She was very excited about hers. We can forget the goodness of God, the example of Jesus. We can stop being grateful so easily and complain. Today, Church, let's be grateful for the water that comes out of our tap, for the roof that's over our head, for food to eat, for clothes to wear, for the people who love us, for a church and being part of a church that's passionate about Jesus and passionate about you and grateful for the joy of living and hurting and healing and breathing. And I think as we say thank you and appreciate little things, we remain overwhelmed by the kindness of God and something happens in us. And as we serve others and serve the poor and love the world and share Jesus with others, as we continue to be grateful, anxiety becomes less and less. I realize that anxiety and worry can be complex, but gratitude is an amazing healer. Our neighbors, Pete and Liz, Wonderful neighbours. I talked to them on Saturday night, just a few uh, days ago. And she talked about it had been a difficult time with family and challenges, but they began a, a, a way of living before they went to sleep. They lay in bed together and tried to find five things to thank, be thankful for. And it was helping them. What a brilliant idea. Being grateful, being thankful. Honestly, through it, God can lift anxiety off your life. How do we see less anxiety in our lives? I think the scripture goes on to say that we should be humble. Humble in the process. With thanksgiving, present all your requests, everything to him. In humility, simply give all your cares to him. Become childlike. I love these words from Jesus in Matthew's gospel. He said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. I love the innocence of little children. 
creative geniuses, fresh and alive. Susan and I are so privileged to have our grandchildren close to us and, and stay with us from time to time. And they love life. They're not arriving in our house and saying we're worrying and asking if we have anything to do and will we be able to look after them and will we feed them? Will they be safe? They just simply trust. Could we be a little bit more simple, less complex, less self-focused? Could we really bring everything to him like a little child would and trust him? Shall we pray about every concern, every thought, every second? Shall we begin to stop thinking about what people think of us? Stop competing with others and comparing ourselves to others. Stop fighting and simply be a child of God, deeply loved by a father who's absolutely crazy about us and lay everything down. Our public traits, our hidden secrets, our behaviours, our private world, our habits and fears. Can we simply ask for help? Be vulnerable. I know it's simple, but Jesus always hears a humble prayer. How do we see less anxiety in our lives? We're grateful, we're humble, and lastly, we hold on to the promise of peace. I love these verses. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace in the middle of anxiety. The Amplified Bible says, and the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, it's yours. I love that. His peace. Peace places a guard over your heart, over wounds, disappointments, regrets, sadness, brokenness, hiddenness. His peace floods in and anxiety begins to leave. This peace calms you. It heals your heart. And peace places a guard over your mind, helping you order your thoughts bringing an end to repetitive nature of thinking, obsessive compulsive disorders, confusion, false thoughts, lies from the devil. Peace brings truth that God is with us in the middle of our lives now. I know this is big for many of us. Our thoughts. As a child, I would stand turning my bedroom light on and off for a long time. Because I thought as a child, if I don't, my mum will die. It was a lie. It was irrational. But it was very real in my life. Only Jesus was able to address the OCDs in my life and the worries I carried as a child. Listen, his peace is beyond understanding. His peace cannot be described. Paul writes, it can't be boxed. And yet it's what you need, it's what I need, it's what we've all been looking for, the peace of God. I can sometimes still battle with anxiety. What if? That hurt me. Can I do this? It's not fair. And then all of a sudden I remember 
that God has always guided. He's always answered, even when it wasn't what I wanted to hear. He's always provided. He's always loved. And I can trust him. And then his peace floods into me. And the anxiety begins to go. There is peace on offer for you. I know that life has not been easy for some. I know that many of us carry pain and scars. I know there are questions. But listen, there's something for you here right now. Be grateful. Be humble. Grasp on to peace. And let this peace lift off the anxiety in your hearts. Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and can I add, and are carrying anxiety. He says, I will give you rest. Let's pray right now. Wherever you are listening to this moment in our service today, put your hands out in front of you if you can. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Say, Father, I give you my anxiety. Flood your peace into my life. And Lord, I just pray right now that the love of Jesus would overwhelm people right now and they would know anxiety being lifted from their hearts as they grasp the depth of your love for them right now. If you're watching this message live, at the end of our service today, there'll be an opportunity for you to pray with someone and for someone to encourage you. And if you're watching it at another time, be in touch with us. We would love to stand together with you on this journey and to see more of God's peace flooding into your life. You're loved, be blessed.